Thank you. Cool. How you going out there? Good to be back in church this morning. Been away for a couple of weeks in the South Island with my uh, lovely wife and uh, then kayaking with 60 kids down in the Haraki Gulf um, this last week. So that was uh, fairly intense with 20 knot winds and stuff like that. Cool, cool fun. It's, up. it's um, what Dave's into anyway. So all good, these kids. It's funny, you know. Um, I've been really concerned with my kayaking with schools recently because it seems like, I think I said to you before, that it seems like the future is going to be female. All these girls tough hard out on Tuesday, 20 knot wind, and uh, you know I was quite into taking these kids out for a paddle. The boss was iffy about it, and these big, big boys, you know, they all piped out on me, and these two little um, Chinese girls, about this high, got them in the kayak, checked them out, and they are into it, into this 20 knot wind. I thought, gosh, those boys. That's, that's totally off subject. I'm just settling myself down, but it's all good, eh? As Paul says, it's all good. Father, I, I just thank you for your grace and mercy. I just thank you for um, your Holy Spirit's presence within me and amongst us. I thank you that uh, you're just helping me to bring forth the words that you want to you wanna speak. And Father, I pray that everything that's not of you, I'll just forget and um, just go for it, Father, in that. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Um, legacy's interesting subject, um, challenging, and I think when I thought about legacy, um, legacy's sort of over us, around us, 24-7 all the time. You can think about um, legacy um, in a lot of different ways. You can think about it g genetically. Um, you know, I've got my father's eyes, you know, my mother's hair, or in my case, you know, that didn't, that's not going that well, but anyway. <laughs> you think about it like that, you know, you think about it emotionally, um, you know, you, you might have a kid with a bit of an attitude, and you think, oh, you know, they're just like their mother, or just like grandma, or, or more like just like the mother-in-law, or something like that. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm not going to stop, yeah, so I'm not going there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and, and then, there's a, then there's another side, the spiritual side, that brings legacy. And, uh, you know, what, what I've seen from the Word of God and from experience is that that spiritual side trumps all the rest. Yeah. And looking at the Scriptures, I was thinking, Lord, you know, where's the best place to go in the Scriptures with regard to legacy? And I was led to go to 2 Timothy. So I've got um, four different sets of Scriptures today. They're all from uh, 2 Timothy. So if you have got a Bible on your side going for you today, um, we're looking at uh, Second Timothy. Just to give you a bit of history here, um, Paul is writing this from, from prison in Rome. Um, so, you know, he's, he's chained up, he's in prison. Um, this, this Second Timothy is the last known letter that Paul wrote or that he dictated to um, his scribe, the last known letter that we have. Um, from, from um, Paul, and he's writing to a young friend of his called Timothy. Timothy, Paul, I, I guess, would have been somewhere around 50, um, 55, somewhere around that age, maybe a little bit older. Timothy would have been um, early 20s, late teens, early 20s. He was pastoring a church in a town called Ephesus. So that's sort of the, the setting for this. And here's, I'm going to start off by um, looking at um, 2 Timothy chapter 1. 
and verses 3. I'm just going to read through um, the passages of Scripture and then just pull out some thoughts from it. This is uh, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 3. Timothy, I thank God for you. He is the God I serve with a clear conscience, just as my ancestors did. Night and day I constantly remember you in my prayers. I long to see you again, for I remember your tears when we parted. And I will be filled with joy when we are together again. I know that you sincerely trust the Lord, for you have the faith of your mother Eunice and your grandmother Lois. This is why I remind you to fan into flames the spiritual gift God gave you when I laid my hands on you. For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power and love and self-discipline. From what we can understand from the scriptures, Timothy was quite a timid young man. He was not a bold, out there guy. He was quite timid. If you want to read a bit of history, you can go to Acts chapter 16. Um, the first few verses talk, talk about Paul being in a town called Lystra and Timothy and his um, grandmother and mother coming to Christ in, in that town and one of Paul's missionary journeys. And he joined Paul on a lot of missionary journeys and trucked around with him. One of the interesting things about Acts chapter 16 was that shows the commitment of this young man. Paul had him at the age of 18 or 19 circumcised um, because of the Jews. Um, Timothy had a Greek dad and a Jewish mum. So he was of mixed um, spiritual ancestry in that sense. Um, the things I want to pull out here was um, Paul really thanked God for Timothy. He appreciated that Timothy was in his life. And the key thing that you want to th that I thought about with legacy is that it's about relationship. It's about relationship with people. That's what we're talking about here. No relationship. No legacy. The second thing I just want to pull out here is that Paul was praying for him uh, day and night. Pretty radical, pretty radical thing to do. Um, you hear the testimonies of Kate and Wayne this morning um, about their families, you know, praying, praying for our kids. Glennis had a grandfather on her mother's side. Um, he went to the First World War, um, served in, in those battles, came home, never talked about it. Never talked about it at all. But he had a habit of praying for his grandchildren. He had a list of all his grandchildren. I don't know how many there were. There might have been 15 um, grandchildren. He would pray for them every day. My mother was like that. She had a list of, of um, our children, and she'd pray for them every day. When she passed away, I looked in her you know, little Bible, still got it, and there are the names of our children that she prayed for every day. Um, you know, that, that, that's a great thing to do. And Paul really honours um, his ancestors here and he honours the ancestors of Timothy. But he doesn't stop there. If you look um, in uh, verse 6, after he's honoured um, his grandmother and mother, he says this, This is why I remind you to fan into flames a spiritual gift God, you, God gave you when I laid my hands on you. For God has not given you a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. We can place too much emphasis on ancestry, and it's all very well for me to stand up here and say to you, hey, you know, my mother prayed for my kids. Glennis's grandmother, a granddad prayed for, um, you know, our children, for Glennis's generation. But a lot of people don't have that. 
A lot of people don't have that godly ancestry. And I'm telling you today that what matters is what you do with the Holy Spirit in you and the power of Christ here and now. Okay? So the power of Christ, the power of the Holy Spirit trumps ancestral um, hand-me-downs, whatever, good or bad or whatever, okay? So think about that. That's what Paul's getting at there. It's what, what the Holy Spirit's power in us here and now, the power of Christ in us here and now, that is what matters. That is what matters. So um, the next, next verse of Scripture I've got is in um, 2 Timothy chapter 2. So we're just track, trucking through. I've got one Scripture in each chapter. There's only four chapters. And here in um, chapter 2, verse 1, it says, Timothy, my dear son, be strong with the special favour God gives you in Christ Jesus. You have heard me teach many things that have been confirmed by many reliable witnesses. Teach these great truths to trustworthy people who will be able to pass them on to others. Now here again, you see this close friendship. Timothy, my dear son. Now, they were not related. Okay, Timothy wasn't um, Paul's biological son. He was a spiritual son. And this is the power of spiritual sons and daughters and that, that friendship together to pull that in. And, and here's something that I have learned that is enormously powerful the Holy Spirit will bring people across your path, maybe for a season, maybe one meeting, but it's a divine appointment and we should never um, discount that, take it lightly. That's why we need to treat people that we meet even randomly with respect and honour and don't take that lightly. I heard a testimony from a, um, a man this morning saying that just, just good people coming across his path in an institution changed his life. You know, just, just good people, just a, maybe a one-off meeting. And here's a, here's a young man that's made a real connection with an apostle in Christ just at a random meeting and stuck with him. And it has made a, created a legacy in that young man's life, as we will see as we go through this. Timothy, my dear son. And he goes on to talk about the, the, what he's saying is the revelations, the knowledge that he's accumulating, he does not want that to die. He has a feeling for legacy. He knows that the Lord has met him and has shared things with him that are vital. And he wants Timothy to take these things, take responsibility for this teaching and pass it on. I think it's an interesting thing that Paul talks this way. Um, you know, I've spent um, 30 Five years, 35 years of my life in a, in a small Hokianga community called Otawa. Um, we farm there, I've worked there, I've been back there for, you know, up till two years ago fencing. And you get to know the people in the community. And, you know, I went back um, there a couple of years ago fencing and people will wave to you on the road, you know, stop and have a chat. Hiya, Dave, how you going? What's Kiri Kiri like? All this sort of stuff. Way back when we were working, uh, living on the farm out there, um, one of the local guys I knew, um, Windy Tarawa, he turned up one night at my place um, and he says, Dave, you know, I can't remember the circumstance, my car's blowing up or something like that. He said, can you take me home? Glennis was wondering whether, you know, what was going to happen. This big Māori guy turns up, you know, I thought, oh, no, nah, you know, I know Windy. And so I 
chucked them in my car and we headed off down Otawa. And if you know Otawa, you go, you go past the Marae and then there's the Urupa Cemetery on the left-hand side. And as we went past, the, like this is 10 o'clock at night, it's dark, as we go past the Urupa, he's saying, kia ora, kia ora, you know, kia ora um, to you know, his ancestors in the Urupa. And I thought, you know, this, you know, don't be offended, this is just what I thought at the time. I thought, that's a hard case. You know, they're dead. You know, what, what's this about, you know? And, you know, and, and then now, you know, the way I see it is, and, and this, is, this is the way I see this now is, that Māori see them alive, okay? Our ancestors are alive, here and now. And we're all to, alive together. Stick with me with this, stick with me. Because, you know, this is, this is vital about, about, what's that? Take us there. <laughs> Take us there. And, and I was, I've been thinking about this and preparing this here, you know. And a lot of people say that when you come to Christ, you've got to let your culture go. But it's my belief. I don't agree with that. I believe that there is part of kingdom culture in every culture, in every culture. And so what I took from this was that we are all alive together, past, present, future. Stick with this. This is a legacy thinking. And this is what Paul's getting at, past, present, future. So I thought about the scriptures and I thought about it when the Sadducees came to Jesus and said, hey, look, you know, we got this lady. She marries this guy. The guy dies. He's got six, you know the story, got six brothers. She marries them all. And at the end, who's, when, when she goes on, whose wife is she going to be? And Jesus said, you don't know the power of God and you don't know the scriptures. Haven't you ever read that God said, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. I am the God of the living not the dead, okay? And then Hebrews chapter 12 says, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every sin and weight that so easily, and let us run with perseverance the right is set before us. So the thinking of legacy, this is, what, this is the way I think about it is, that our ancestors were there, and our ancestors were there, and they lived, and we honour them, we are alive here and now, and we honour Christ within us and the heritage that we have, and then we look to the future generations and we live to make it better for them. So I know people that are working now to make it easier for their children and getting land freed up and you know, sorting things out and dealing with land claims and things like that to help the future generations. So they don't have to. So, do you see what I'm getting at? You know, we're all alive together in that sense. That was, that took a bit to get through that one, but that, that's all good. I was sort of wondering, <laughs> you're probably wondering where I was going with that one, but that, that's the thought about legacy. You know, that it's not just about us here and now, it's about the future. In a sense, it's about the past because we learn and we grow. Cool? Okay, so I believe that's what Paul's getting at with that. That's what I got out of it, okay? Um, the next scripture is uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3, and we're looking at verse 10. I'm out here. Okay, um, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 10. But you know what I teach, Timothy, and how I live and what my purpose in life is. You know my faith and how long I have suffered. You know my love 
and my patient endurance. You know how much persecution and suffering I have endured. You know all about how I was persecuted at Antioch, Iconium and Lystra. But the Lord delivered me from it all. The Lord delivered me from it all. The definition that I came up with um, for legacy is this. Um, Legacy is the passing down of values, of values. Legacy is the passing down of values that are of eternal value, of morals, of wisdom. Now you can think in the dictionary, the dictionary definition of legacy is the passing down through a will of money or land. And when you think about it, you think about a material legacy versus a spiritual legacy. The spiritual legacy has got to be more powerful, right? You know, in some cases, passing down money and land can cause problems, huge problems, and corruption in families and devastation and things like that, making people money hungry and greedy and brings out the worst in people. But a spiritual, godly legacy um, is worth more than gold. Legacy is the values and character by which we live and so weave these through into the lives of other people through the relationships that we build, through the relationships we build. You can see here that Timothy saw the good and bad in Paul. He saw everything. He saw Paul's struggles. He saw Paul's victories and stuck with him through it. Timothy knew that a life lived for Christ was not going to be an easy life, but one that he would push through and hang on with. And that in itself is a precious legacy to see someone live sincerely, real, and uh, with a pure faith, come what may. Uh, My last verses are chapter four and verses six through eight. It says this, As for me, my life has already been poured out as an offering to God. The time of my death is near. I have fought a good fight. I have finished the race. I have remained faithful. And now the prize awaits me, the crown of righteousness, that the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on that great day of his return. And the prize is not just for me, but for all who eagerly look forward to his glorious return. Um, This must have been a very hard thing um, for Paul to write and for Timothy to read. Historically, um, Paul's um, trial and his execution was brought forward, and he was executed within weeks of the end of this letter. That's, That's historically, doesn't tell you that in scriptures, but that's what history tells us. So this was his famous last words to Timothy. It's one of my favourite scriptures in the Bible because it shows a man who has been faithful all his life and has reached the end end of his calling and is still faithful. And this is a dynamic thing of legacy for a young man to see, to watch a man go through these ups and downs, through trials, um, sickness and all this, and to see him finish the race. That is an enormously powerful thing in legacy. And, and the Bible doesn't tell us what happened to Timothy, but history says that he remained 
in the church in Ephesus and was actually killed himself trying to stand against an um, idol worship in Ephesus that he was beaten and um, beaten to death. And so he went the same route as Paul. He stuck his faith to the end. You know, that, that's the ultimate testimony to legacy for me. Um, you know, to watch a, an older man give his life and then to give his life himself to stay, stick true to the faith. Um, the prayers we pray in faith, the godly values we live by, the character that we build as we simply trust God through the ups and downs of life. This, these are the pure things of legacy. These are the things we pass on. And the key thing it was, is with legacy is we don't do it individually. We do it together as a family. We're building legacy together. We're building legacy together. And the relationships that we make, the relationships we forward in life are vital to that. The prayers we pray, I believe, are eternal and create legacy and go on um, beyond our lifetime. Wayne um, shared that this morning. And one of, the, one of the things I came across was plant a tree that you may never see. Plant a tree in other people's lives in your children that you may never see, that, may, that will grow beyond your lifetime, that will give shade to other generations, that will bear fruit for other generations. It's a challenge. You know, to, to build legacy is to, is to take responsibility, is to stand up, is to stand up against um, the wishy-washy, ungodly attitudes around us, to stand up and take responsibility, um, to stand against cynicism and doubt and unbelief that tries to get in our heads, to pull into church, to fellowship with people instead of being isolated. You know, take responsibilities in those areas and legacy will grow amongst us as a group and in our families. It's a, it's a vital thing. Plant a tree that you may never see. Don't let discouragement overcome you. Um, press in, press in. So that, that's me. Um, so, you know, I, I just want to, um, we're going to do some worship and if you, if you want to come forward for prayer, I'm just thinking about one specific area. And that's, um, you know, if you're battling with a legacy um, from um, your past to push through that, to overcome that. Um, if it has not been a godly one, um, you know, we're open to pray for with you. The, the other thing I, that's always on my heart is restoration of families. Relationships between, specifically between um, sons and dads. Um, so, you know, if you've got some things there, um, we're, we're here to pray for you. Um, let's just pray together. Father, I, I just thank you for your grace. I thank you for your love. Father, I thank you that the, 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 just this Bible we have here um, in front of us, just this letter that, that we looked at now is a, is a huge legacy, a testimony to your um, desire to pass on your truth and your, and your love to us. And Father, we refuse to take... Uh, this Bible before us for granted. I thank you for the men and women that have given their lives to see this in our language so we can read it and take it in. I thank you for that. Thank you for that. Father, we just honour you for the legacy of Christ above all else, above all else. I thank you that, that his legacy of love, grace and mercy is the most powerful legacy of all. 
and we step into that. And I, I would just say that um, I'm not going to give a specific altar call, uh, but I just want you to check your heart. Check your heart. And where does the legacy of Christ sit with you? Where does it sit? Have you pushed it away? Have you been cold towards it? Or have you welcomed that, that legacy of His grace and love into your life? Think about that. Think about that. And if you want prayer in that area, come forward. Father, I just pray that your love and grace upon um, every single person under the sound of my voice here or iCloud or whatever, Father, your, your love and grace would be communicated to each one of us by your Holy Spirit. That the power and anointing and awareness and revelation of the legacy that we can build through you would grow in our hearts and minds. Pray that in the name of Jesus. Amen.